Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I'm your host Danny, and today I am joined by Leah. Leah is one of my clients, she's a very good friend and she's also an online coach in the industry. So Leah, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and mention when you first started training and what actually got you into fitness? Yes. Um, hello, everyone. Thank you for having me on as well. So I originally started um, getting into fitness when I used to compete in swimming. So that's kind of my background within fitness. And that was from around age um, like 12 up to when I went to university. So up to about 18. Um, and I kind of progressed with swimming. And then when I got into uni, I started getting more into the weight side of things. So starting with weight training um, and that was initially kind of supporting the swimming side of it. But I, I really enjoyed that. And from there, I started getting more into the, uh, the strength training side of things. So the coach I had at the time at university when I was swimming, so when I was about 18, um, got me into like a bodybuilding type split. So that kind of transitioned me away from the typical strength and strength and conditioning side of things into uh, more of a bodybuilding split. And then from there, I started to go into some different gyms because I'd only really ever been at the like strength-based gym at university. So I started going to some other gyms and from there, obviously met people um, that were a little bit more into bodybuilding and became friends with a few different people. Obviously, I like, got to know you a bit more um, a few years ago now. And yeah, it kind of evolved from there, really. So it began with swimming, progressed to the strength and conditioning side of the sport, and then eventually transitioned into the bodybuilding side of things. And I think coming from a competitive background as well, I needed to have something to focus on within the sport and training side of things. And I think that led me into getting intrigued by the competing side of things and being around people who were starting to compete. And I think just having that obviously it's quite structured it's quite routine and I liked that having come from such a structured background within sport um it it kind of led me into that really well so yeah that's how I initially got into everything and that was probably I started getting serious with my training when I was maybe in my second year of uni so when I was about maybe 19 years old yeah and so when did you first compete Leah and how long had you been training before you actually competed so I actually tried to do a prep in my second year at uni, so I would have been 19, and that just massively failed. So I hadn't had um, any sort of structure with training before. I just kind of went into the gym, like did whatever I fancied, um, didn't track my lifts, didn't have any real structure with food and things like that. So obviously me going into a prep, having come from that kind of background, was such a huge change in all aspects, and coupling that with obviously how difficult prep can be especially the first time you're doing it in terms of like food having to drop having to add cardio and things like that it was just too much at that point I think so I did try prep when I was 19 and that just didn't get anywhere so I did my first prep in 2018 yeah so that would have been kind of two and a half years ago now um, and I started prep at the start of 2018 and then competed in May, at the end of May, and also June 2018. So I did two shows uh, two years ago. And then obviously that was the last time I competed. So it's been kind of two years now since I did them first two shows. 
Yeah. And that's good to know because your first attempt at prep being quite unsuccessful just sort of emphasizes why it's so important to yeah. make sure you're in a good place before you start exactly. prep and do a bit of an improvement season if it's necessary and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's, I've actually made a note to kind of talk through that, but just in terms of making sure that you do spend the time doing that because it can be such a hard thing if you're going from being quite unstructured and not really have any routine with training not having a real plan um and you're suddenly going into a prep it's such a big change whereas if you've spent that time establishing like a routine establishing a structure like following some sort of plan with your nutrition whether that be like I know a lot of people do like meal plans or tracking your macros and hitting macros consistently. If you can already do that before you go into a prep, then the transition into prep, basically nothing changes because the first few weeks of prep anyway, calories aren't going to go ridiculously low for most people. So I think for me, just jumping straight in and trying to change everything was just too much. And that really did highlight to me the importance of having that time away, which I wish I'd taken that time before to go through a solid amount of time with the coach, building food up, focusing on getting that structure and that routine in place before then going into a prep. Yeah, definitely. And just so people know, I wasn't coaching Leah at this point. So me and Leah started working together after the first time she competed in 2018. Um, so Leah, at what point in your fitness journey, you've been through many different phases, have you struggled with your relationship with food to some extent? So the first time that I really noticed it was when I tried to prep that first time. And I think, I don't actually know how my relationship with food got into such an, a negative place, but I think it was being at uni and I got really kind of drawn into the social media side of fitness. So, you know, like all the typical food bloggers and like the influencers on social media. And I think I just got a bit obsessed with it, to be honest, and trying to like replicate their meals and, at this point obviously my knowledge with nutrition wasn't where it is now um and that was the first time I really noticed it getting bad but at the time I don't think I actually realized what the issue was in terms of I just thought I really liked food and I liked to eat and I didn't actually realize that it was a problem if that makes yeah. sense and then the coach I had at the time and I was trying to prep that first time when I was 19 um was like you just need to follow your plan and I was like I can't I can't follow the plan like, I, I can't stop eating I can't stick to the plan and I think at the time I just thought oh well I'm not good enough to prep like I can't follow a plan and um, but that was the first time looking back that it I was it got to the point where I was kind of like waiting till everyone had gone to bed or like waiting till everyone had gone out and then going downstairs and eating as much as I can and yeah. I think at the time I didn't realize that that was actually a problem and that that wasn't normal so yeah I noticed it was bad then and then obviously I came away from that, I like, enjoyed my second year at uni, went into the prep um, in 2018, which I think was like a year or two after that, potentially. Um, I think it was about two years after that. And the whole way through that prep, to be honest, my relationship with food was just in a really bad place. And yeah. I was struggling with binge eating throughout that whole prep. And looking back, I probably shouldn't have done that prep at the time. Yeah. But you know what, I got there in the end, I got through it. And it's in a a much better place obviously now but looking back all through that prep and following that prep my relationship with food wasn't in a very good place at all yeah and what do you think some of the the actual causes of you getting to a bad place with your relationship with food were and do you think any of your struggles could have potentially been avoided 
if you had taken a different approach to maybe nutrition or the way you were going about prep for example yeah so I think um looking back I should have when I went into that prep for the second time I should have instead used that year to build food up and get a really good structure in place because I think at the time I didn't recognize the importance of that and actually treating the the like improvement season as such as like a prep in terms of making sure I was hitting my calories making sure I was logging my training making sure like sleep and I was ticking boxes with like steps and and those sort of things and I think I was just kind of when I was away from a prep I was in the mindset of thinking oh I'm not on prep so I can do what I want and yeah. I don't have to track the food and I don't have to be consistent with it so like I said me then jumping into that prep kind of routine was just too much of a change so what I wish I'd have done is spent 2018 and I'm still glad I prepped I'm, I'm glad that obviously I got on stage and I was really happy with it and I enjoyed it um, and I actually think I looked okay to say I struggled with binging Definitely. the whole time um, but I w- really wish that I had taken a good amount of time before to build up food to get a structure to make sure I was really consistent with hitting my calories with like getting the boxes ticked essentially um, and then obviously that transition into prep would have been so much easier um, and I wouldn't have been struggling with my relationship with food or through that prep either so yeah that's what I wish I'd done differently is just taking that time to get a really good structure in place and I think being able to fit focus on ticking the boxes day in day out before you enter a prep is really really important and I didn't at the time recognize how important that was yeah and obviously you didn't have the best relationship with food before you even went into that prep so obviously when when you go into a prep if you already have a bad relationship with food it's only really going to get worse so you've got to make sure you have a good relationship with food before you actually go into a prep Yes, 100%. And I think I was a bit in denial, I think, because obviously I was working with fitness, I was helping people um, achieve their goals. And looking back, like my, my knowledge at that point was still good. Like I still had a really good understanding of nutrition and I was able to help people with um, their kind of issues around, around eating and with progression and things like that. But I think I was a little bit in denial at that point and was like, um and was kind of like well I'm a coach like I need to be able to do this like I shouldn't have these problems so I think I was trying to push myself to prep and to do these things because I didn't want to accept that I had issues with food as well yeah and acceptance is so important if you wish to actually address something like you have to accept that you have an issue in whatever area of your life that might be you have to be able to accept the issue to be able to combat it and get past it eventually um Another thing, so when you were in that prep, obviously, I know for the listeners, you were following a a meal plan approach. Do you think if you followed a slightly more flexible approach nutrition during that prep, or if you had a bit more variety in your diet, that you wouldn't have struggled as much with your relationship with food? Yeah, 100%, 100%. And I know a lot of people obviously do follow like meal plan type things. But I think when we started working together, the approach you got me on was like a a rough structure but you could swap foods in and out and I think pre-prep it is good to have a routine in terms of having like rough meal timings and knowing how many meals you're going to be eating and knowing kind of the rough structure of your meals um but I think for me that meal plan was just it was too much for me at the time and I think even things like I wanted to eat fruit and I couldn't eat fruit on that meal plan so it wasn't like I was wanting to eat 
<laughs> like really heavily processed foods or foods that weren't very nutrient dense but just the fact that for example I couldn't have had cod instead of chicken and like I had to have a certain vegetable so I think for me just where I was at with my relationship with food like it was just it was just pushing me into a worse place every yeah. day with my relationship with food and I definitely think if you are at the point when you are where you're struggling with your relationship with food then a meal plan is probably not going to be helpful for you and I think having a more flexible approach with your diet and still having some sort of structure I'm not saying like get up and just eat what you want every day but I think having a more flexible approach with incorporating the foods that you enjoy into your diet and having the option to change things is probably one of the best things you can do to move your relationship with food forwards yeah definitely and even away from a relationship with food perspective as well like including variety in your diet is so good for your health like you touched on fruit if you're missing out on the micronutrients from fruit you're you're missing out on health essentially you know like there are so many benefits to getting those micronutrients in and getting them from different food sources as well so if you're eating exactly the same things every single day day in and day out you're missing out on a a wide range of micronutrients which could be beneficial for your health yeah yes I completely agree with that and that's why like even with the girls I coach like I will not give them a meal plan and say this is what you have to eat because I just personally don't agree with that approach and I think it's good it's good to have a structure and it's good to have a routine with your nutrition but I think having the option to be flexible with it and incorporate a variety of different foods is really important and for example like if you're not eating things such as oily fish in your diet like you're going to be missing out on certain things and if you've just got a meal plan that includes white meat then you need to, you want to be including all those different varieties of food and I think that can really help because it helps you feel satisfied as well with what you're eating having yeah. that range of food and having like different flavors and having the different types of food in um so I definitely think in terms of like what you said then both from like a nutrient in tips and with a relationship with foods variety is going to be really really helpful and making sure that you're not cutting a certain food out of your diet yeah and I think a lot of the listeners will have probably been there when they've been through a prep and they've built out some they've built up sorry some crazy stash of food which they've not allowed themselves to have during the prep which they are craving and they cannot wait to have. And then they end up maybe binging on that food post-show because they've developed that massive craving for it. Whereas if you actually implement these foods in moderation throughout a diet, you, you don't have, you don't feel the need to do that. You don't feel the need to build up that stash and binge on that food post-show because it's food that you've already been consuming throughout the entire prep or the entire diet phase anyway. Yeah, I really agree with that. And even things like, I remember when I was on prep last time, all I wanted was a bagel with some peanut butter on. And honestly, I would wake up every day like craving this peanut butter bagel when I probably could have factored that into my calories, to be honest. Um, yeah. And even like, I remember when we did the last fat loss phase, so last year, at the end of 2019, um, I got this like, I really wanted beans on toast. Like, I remember telling you about this. I was like, I really want beans and cheese on toast. Um, And I, because I was following not a meal plan, I just had macros, I could actually have that. And I remember one week I literally had beans and cheese on toast every day for my lunch. And like, I still pressed fat loss. And I think for me, just being able to add in those foods into my diet, even through the last two fat loss phases I've done, like taking that more flexible approach has been way, way better for me. 
yeah, yeah definitely and so obviously you've spoken there about a couple of things that you've done to improve your relationship with food or look after your relationship with food since your struggles has it been a straightforward or like linear process improving your relationship with food and what else have you done to help you improve that okay so um no i don't think it's really been linear i think i thought my relationship with food was okay and then maybe something would happen um, that made me kind of reevaluate that and maybe like, actually, you know what, I still need to keep working on this. Yeah. And I think it can be really daunting at the start because like, obviously I'm surrounded by people who are really into bodybuilding, who compete, who are really into fitness, a lot of coaches, and it can be really hard because I used to look at people and just be like, why can't I just be normal? And why can't I just have a good relationship with food? Like, I don't know what to do. Um, so I think you kind of, try and talk yourself out of thinking that there's a problem there because you just want to be able to be like everyone else and have a normal relationship with food um so I think like I said actually acknowledging that and then acknowledging that it is going to take time and like even recently I was talking to you about this about it's still you still have to continuously work on that it's not just going to change yeah. overnight so I think overall yes um obviously my relationship with food is in a much better place now and I haven't had any problems with binging for absolutely ages now um but I think it had it has been like a continuous process of kind of working at it and then maybe I might have a period of time where it does deteriorate a bit and then picking it back up again so I think it's not just suddenly going to go from a period of really struggling with binging to suddenly being fine like it is a continuous process of putting the effort in with it um and it's just I think it's just taking the time and appreciating that it is going to take time to improve um but in terms of what i did to help the best the best thing to do is to make sure that you're not trying to diet because it's really hard with binge eating i think because obviously when you when you binge you go through this period of like feeling horribly guilty like i used to eat to the point where i would feel very very ill and very sick from the amount of food I consumed and then obviously when you feel like that in yourself and you feel horrible and afterwards you feel really guilty and you're like why have I done this to myself the the one thing you want to do is you want to stop eating you want to like cut all your food out and restrict because you feel so horrible about yourself yeah that you think right that's it I'm not going to eat for like two days now I'm going to go to the gym I'm going to do loads of cardio I'm going to be really strict and I think that is the worst thing you can do because then you just get into that cycle yeah um, and you so, end up binging again further down the line when that restriction catches up with you yeah yeah exactly but the thing is after you've had that binge you don't then want to eat more food because you already feel horrible and then you associate that horrible feeling with the fact that you've eaten more food so the last thing you want to do is go away and eat normally the next day but i think um forcing yourself to do that and it is a horrible feeling because you already feel horrible in yourself and then you, you have to go away and eat more food the next day. But making sure you're not then pulling your calories down and you're not trying to diet and you're actually allowing yourself to eat enough food because once you get into the cycle of actually eating enough food and enough calories consistently, it gets to the point where your frequency of time that you're binge eating starts to go slowly go down. And I think I remember at one point on like my tracking document we used to highlight in yellow remember when the times yeah. in 
we were binging and it went from at one point it was kind of like three four five times a week and then it would go down to maybe three times and then eventually it got to the point where it just wasn't happening anymore so I think even though it can feel horrible at the time to, to put your calories up like just put your calories up and accept that maybe you are going to gain a little bit of body fat but long term you'll actually be better off because your calorie average is actually going to decrease because the amount of binging is going to decrease yeah and I think that's a really important point as well like for people that might be struggling struggling psychologically to um not restrict after a binge what's important to recognize is that actually giving yourself a sufficient quantity of fuel and preventing the binge restrict cycle breaking that cycle and stopping your binges is going to be so much more beneficial for you long term and will actually probably result in less body fat gain than if you keep binging and keep restricting off the back of that because the binges can be so calorie dense and can massively bring your average up um and you need to you need to assess your priorities as well because body composition comes below your health in this circumstance and you have to put your health first and prioritize your relationship with food as opposed to trying to prevent body fat gain yeah yeah and i think that's the thing like if you are really focused on body fat then your relationship with food is not going to get better you've got to think long term and think right if i can get my relationship with food in a good place now in another year or two I'm going to be in such a much better place and my body composition is going to be way easier to maintain because I'm not going through these periods of binging and I think it's just trying to get that out of your head that you have to focus on body composition like focus on improving your relationship with food and the body composition will improve naturally as a side of that yeah and so I think that's just something really important to consider and remember that yeah you you want to feel lean and you want to feel good in yourself but honestly as soon as you get out of that binging cycle you will feel so much better in yourself and I can't explain how much better I feel now not going through those horrible guilty days where I'd started eating thousands of calories in one sitting and then couldn't move for the next day because my stomach was hurting so much and that's the other thing I was suffering really badly with my stomach and kind of pain and bloating and since all the binging has gone away that has massively improved as well and my kind of digestion and things like that because when I look back at the amount of food I was consuming like this is something else I kind of wanted to touch on like binging is not just overeating a bit it's not like oh I had a few exercises of pizza and a cake on Saturday night that I probably shouldn't have had it's the point where you're eating and like you can't physically stop yourself eating or you can't remember what you've eaten because I remember I used to eat and I used to get to the point where I literally couldn't remember what food I'd eaten yeah because it was just like and and weird things like you'd wait till everyone's gone to bed and then come downstairs and then eat as much as you could when you were by yourself and like hoarding food in your room and like eating by yourself in your room like it's not a nice place to be in and I think just try and move on from the body composition side of it and remember that if you can sort this out now and if you can get yourself to a good place like everything else will improve as a side effect of it yeah but even your mental health and how you feel in yourself will, will get better exactly and your own body image as well like everything will improve um and so how long did you actually spend out of a deficit working on your relationship with food after that show in 2018 
Um, so it was it was just under a year overall, I think, what I've worked out because I came out of my prep in June um, 2018 and I think we started working together pretty much as soon as that show had done, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't actually do a reverse diet. I just kind of, because I think it was actually a few months after maybe yeah. that we started working together. It was after a little, I think it was after a couple of months and then yeah. we started working together. Yeah, because um, I don't think I actually had a coach, did I, after that show? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we started working together after, obviously, a couple of months after that. So I hadn't actually done a reverse diet. I just kind of came away from the show and ate whatever I wanted to, which, in hindsight, was not a good approach. But at least now that's known for next time. So I think we started working together then. Um, but over that time period, I was I would have still been in a surplus because obviously I wasn't I wasn't really tracking my food. I wasn't yeah. looking at my food as such. So from probably June 2018 until we started that next fat loss phase, which I think was about May time, if I remember, um, yeah. the following year, because it was leading up to that photo shoot in September. So I think it was about um, 10 to 11 months. And I didn't I didn't die at all over that time period yeah so you have for those listening you have to be really patient with this process like it's not a case of oh just go up to maintenance for like a month and then you'll be yeah. able to diet again because you have to be so patient with it it takes a long time to improve your relationship with food and you don't just want to get to a good place with your relationship with food and then get straight back into a deficit you want to stay out of a deficit whilst your relationship with food is in a good place and stay there for a decent period of time before you consider dieting again. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, if you can really commit to that and enjoy the other things, such as like getting strong, like going out for nice meals, and it's nice to get to a point as well where you can go out for a meal and you don't feel the need to massively overconsume food. And I think yeah. I used to get quite nervous about going out because I knew that I couldn't control myself. So yeah. I think just taking the time to kind of work on that and get yourself in a really good place. And then when you go into a dieting phase as well, it will be so much more productive because you've spent that time getting your relationship with food in a good place. Your then your dieting period will be so much more productive. It will probably be shorter. You'll get so much more out of it. And I think the last two dieting kind of fat loss phases we've done have been so much more productive and also I've just enjoyed them so much more and I think I'm actually glad that I did those because obviously then going straight into a comp prep after maybe having that year of working on my relationship with food probably wouldn't have been a good thing so I think they kind of acted as like trial runs and obviously they stopped at the point where I was I wasn't anywhere near comp lean obviously so it, it was just kind of the early stages of a comp prep yeah. So I think that was quite good because it, it showed me that actually I could diet and it was okay um, without pushing it to the extreme of what a comp prep would have been. Yeah, definitely. So this most recent fat loss phase has been so much more successful from every aspect. And has it been more enjoyable for you as well? Yeah, so much more because I wasn't having those those days where I would have to massively restrict and then obviously binge like... I haven't binged all over these past two fat loss phases um, and everything has just been so much better. Like I felt better. My energy has been better. And even things such as like the last fat loss phase I've had, I've had a regular cycle throughout this. And even when the, the, pre, the previous spit leading up to that, um, I didn't even have a regular cycle then. So it's only actually probably in the last four months or so that my cycle has like become regular um, and I think that just shows how much better of a place I'm in. 
in terms of like my energy intake is like really regular like meal timings are really regular everything's just in such a much better place um and I'm in a really good routine with things as well now yeah definitely and that's so good to hear like so good to hear and for people like progress with your body composition is great but progress with your relationship with food and your mental and physical health is on another level in my opinion and it will have a positive impact on your body composition anyway yeah yeah I 100% agree and I think like I said if you can get your your kind of the mental side of things in a really positive place like that just has an amazing effect on everything because even looking back to when I was struggling with the binging when I was having like a bad day where I was in a bad place in my relationship with food that would then play off on everything because I wouldn't want to leave my bedroom I wouldn't want to get out of bed I wouldn't want to sit and do work I couldn't concentrate properly I felt sick all day because I'd eaten so much food so I think it just it just massively benefits all aspects of your life um and I think as well one more thing that I just wanted to add in that I think if you are in a place where you're struggling now, get your calories up, get someone that's going to support you as well, because you're going to want to diet. I found that a lot and you need someone to stop you doing that because if it was up to me, I would have wanted to diet because I didn't like what I looked like. I didn't like what I felt like. And I wanted to get rid of those feelings. So to me, that was, that would have come from pulling my calories down and losing weight and making myself feel better. But I, but obviously my relationship with food wouldn't have improved if that was the case. So I needed someone there. Like that was, that was what you massively helped with being like, no, you know what, just keep going. Don't put your calories down, stick with it. And if I'd have not done that, I wouldn't have improved my relationship with food. So I think get someone that supports you, someone that can keep you on track with what the long-term goal is. And also make sure you've got a routine with your food. Because I think for me, what really helped was making sure I was eating regularly because before I would have such random meal timings so it would be like I'd get up if I was hungry I'd have some breakfast and then maybe I'd wait till I was hungry again then I'd eat another meal whereas now like I keep my meal timings relatively the same every single day so I know that when it gets to this time I have a meal when it gets to this time I have a meal so there's just that structure there and I think knowing that every two or three hours you're going to be eating that really helps me get on top of things as well yeah definitely um and I just want to point out as well if anyone listening to this podcast is genuinely concerned about their relationship with food you should reach out to a professional who is qualified working with people who do struggle with their relationship with food go and seek professional help like don't just try and get through it on your own um there are obviously things that coaches like me can do and Leah can do to help you with your relationship with food but if it gets very severe um if it gets to a point when where you're really concerned you should go and seek professional help yeah because obviously with GPs and things like that like you can go through CBT and things like that um, and they can help because they're obviously qualified to do so so I think definitely go and see someone who is qualified or like your doctor for example if you really do have a problem yeah and you can always work say you wanted to work with an online coach alongside that professional that is absolutely fine like you can do that um but if you are genuinely concerned and things have got quite bad for you please do reach out and contact your gp and go down that route as well um and make sure that you're honest with your coach like if you are struggling you must be honest with them it's one of the most important things to do you can't just hide it and expect it to go away on its own 
no no and i think don't be scared as well because i think a lot of people are scared to talk about it um so yeah i think make sure you've got a coach that you can openly chat with and that you're not scared and that isn't going to tell you off when you tell them that you're having issues i think that's yeah. really important definitely so leah what would you what would be your like three biggest pieces of advice for someone that might be going through the process of trying to improve their relationship with food um so number one would be don't restrict i think that's the biggest thing because like i said earlier if you are restricting that is not going to help your relation with food and although it's tempting to want to go through a fat loss phase um that is the worst thing you can do so number one would be put your calories up if you are tracking your food and make sure you're not cutting out foods or restricting any food groups um number two would be make sure you talk to people about it like get a coach who's going to support you like talk to your family and your friends if you need to make sure you've got a good support system about you because it can really get into your head I think and if you're if you if you don't really want to speak to about it it can really get you down so I think definitely make sure you're working with a coach that understands where you're at and that you know supports you throughout it yeah. um and then number three I think that's a hard one I think that would probably be like be patient with it and realize that this is not going to change overnight but if you really invest the time and effort into it then it will be so worth it and I think definitely not ignoring it and not trying to push it kind of to the back of your mind and actually acknowledging that if there is a problem there then it needs sorting out and it is going to take time but it will be worth it if you can invest the time into getting your relationship with food in a really good place yeah definitely i think that's fantastic advice so thank you for joining us today leah it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast where can people find you on social media so my instagram is at leah hall fitness and that's kind of the main thing that i use uh in terms of coaching and everything like that is all on there so I will put Leah's links down in the description for anyone who is interested in finding her. I would highly recommend you follow Leah on Instagram. She has some great content on there, which you guys will be able to take a lot from. And she is also on her own journey to stepping back on the stage, which is very inspiring in itself. Um, so thank you for listening, guys. And I will see you in the next one.